Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Just spectacular day, spectacular week. We've had uh, just beautiful temperatures and uh, really good moisture. Uh, Just um, really uh, very unusual for this time of the year to be as green as we are. I mean, everywhere you look, uh, you can just see the, the lawns are still... Uh, very lush um, now with the cool temperature at night uh, you're going to see things even get um, much much nicer uh, great time uh, you know to, to really get some uh, some planting done if you know if you want to plant any trees shrubs uh, perennials uh, flowers uh, this is just uh, ideal weather there's a very little uh, you know pressure on the on the plants you know there's really no uh, you know, heat stress, you know, the stress level is very, very low when you plant at this time of the year. Uh, so if, you, you know, if you're going to do any planting, this is absolutely uh, ideal time to do that. Keep harvesting your herbs. Uh, make sure you keep them cut and feed them. Put, put Osmocote on there. Make sure that you really, um, you know, keep them well-fed. Uh, you want to keep them vegetative. You want to keep them growing. You want to keep them lush and green and, and going. If you don't, you know, if not, if they get woody, they start to go to seed, they pretty much quit on you. So make sure that you harvest them. Not going base, dry them. Save them for, you know, for the rest of the year. That you, so that in the wintertime, you can go ahead and use that. Um, you know, just a just a great way to you know to do it, and um, also a, a great way to, to just uh, enjoy them all year long. Uh, you can go ahead and you know sow um, the fall crops like you know Swiss chard, chicory, collard green, endive, escrow, <coughs> radicchio. The, 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 these are the crops that you just can go ahead and sow out there in the, right in the ground. You know, prepare an area, make sure it's a, it's good sunny. Uh, you, you don't, you know, uh, area that drains well, that's what they like, so make sure that um, they'll do it. And you saw them now, you'll be harvesting them all fall along. They love the cold, they love the cool, the cool nights. They, you know, when it comes in November, <clears throat> excuse me, in December, if we get cold, if we get snow, just put some cover, you know, just cover the whole patch up uh, with leaves and uh, uh, they will stay nice and protected and they just get sweeter and sweeter as the, um, the weather gets colder. Uh, d- great time to split your hostas. Great time to uh, split your peonies, daylilies. Uh, this is just ideal. You can go ahead and dig them up now and, uh, you know, cut them up in different uh, uh, sizes and just go ahead and replant them. Uh, the, the, on, the, um, on the peonies, make sure that when you go to replant them, they need to be at the same level on the ground as they were where they dug. If you put them too deep, they're going to grow fine, but you're not going to have any blooms. Uh, you'll be wondering why why my peonies are not blooming. That'll be the reason. So make sure that when you do it, you plant them up. You want the rhizomes to be up above the ground. <clears throat> that will that will ensure that they um, um, you know that they're going to perform and they're going to grow and they're going to bloom for you. A lot of nuts edge out there. The nuts edge is that little light uh, green grass that just grows about three, four times faster than your regular grass. If you see that, just use bonite sedge ender. Then you know, just go ahead and spray it. It will not harm the grass. It will get rid of it, um, you know, very quickly. And this is the time to really do that. The same thing with crabgrass. You know, a lot of crabgrass is just growing like crazy now. This is a, a very active time. You know, moisture. Uh, we've had the heat. 
it germinated and now it uh you know with the moisture and the cool nights it's just gonna grow even more just go ahead and use we be gone plus crabgrass killer uh that great time to go ahead and do that and spray it this is great time to you know if you want to detach your lawn this is really the best time to do it especially this year with you know really good moisture in the ground you can really get the uh <clears throat> you can really get the um the the detacher uh to go you know sink the blades about three quarters of an inch into the soil go both ways clean it all up and you know you can overseed over it uh you can put lime down fertilizer down and you're just gonna have a beautiful lawn uh this is uh, like i said it's ideal time to do it you know if you want to do any uh um aerating the uh, same thing here you know, the only time that i really would advise aerating is in areas where the soil is very compact and when you see a crack uh in the summertime it just cracks open that's really an indication that the soil uh, has got very poor drainage it's extremely compacted so that would be the time that i would go ahead and uh, and do that so make sure that you know if you see areas like that in your lawn or in your yard that would be uh, definitely an area that uh, you'd want to consider uh, the aerating. Uh, the deer are going to start rubbing their handles. I would just go ahead and make sure that, uh, you know, on your on your young trees, or, you know, wrap them. You know, they have these plastic uh, wraps. They they go on there real easy. I would also spray them with Plants Kid liquid. Make sure you give them, uh, you know, go all the way up. Uh, all your fresh stuff that's now coming up, you know, go ahead and, um, you know, spray with Plants Kid, and that's just a uh, a good way to ensure that they're not going to destroy your trees because once they rub them generally they do enough damage where the trees would not be you know good anymore with the cooler nights uh, you know the bugs are going to start looking for a home so make sure that you go ahead and spray all around uh, the house uh, you know with uh, ortho home the font defense max um, when, when you do with that just go up you know go up about two feet up the foundation and about two feet out go all the way around get all your door jams around your garage doors the floor anything that's got an entrance to the house make sure you really get that really well uh, this product works incredible it's really one of the best products out there uh, you can also use it indoor uh, it's a water base it does not stain it does not have any odor just a great great product to use especially at this time of the year like i said you're going to see a lot of them uh you know looking for a home to go to so you want to create that barrier all the way around you can also use the granular if you got areas where you know you don't want the you know the, like in your flower beds you may want to use the the granular that's the same thing the uh, uh horto home defense max uh just go ahead and uh, you know it also comes in the granular. you can go ahead and do that the the wasps and the ornaments are extremely extremely active right now make sure that you know if you have nests if you see hanging nests over there just use the um hornet spray and uh, just you know they'll, they'll shoot up to about 20 30 feet up make sure you get them the best time to do that is really late in the evening at dusk uh, when you see that the um you know the the sun goes down it, it gets cool they're all in there uh that is that is the best time to get them and for you know for in the ground if you see any kind of you know uh, nest in you know in, embedded into the grass you'd want to use the the ground bee killer so then you know and be very generous with that so that you make sure that you really uh you know get rid of them a uh, great time to plant mums you know if you're going to plant mums you're going to plant kale uh pansies violas uh these are just beautiful plants to have at this time of the year when you go to plant the mums make sure that you you know get them before they're open you just want enough of the, the crack just so that you can see the 
the color that they're going to be um, and uh, just to let them open up in your landscape don't uh, if you get them open uh, they're not going to last as long so make sure that uh, you know you get uh, you know you get the ones that they're nice and tight uh, great time to plant color you know some of the perennial grasses they got a lot of so many beautiful grasses today uh, they really make beautiful accent pieces for your landscape uh, all the different varieties of hibiscus, all the different varieties of hydrangeas, the paniculata, the mopeds. There's so many beautiful varieties that uh, will give you color over and over and over. Uh, those are the ones that I would um, I would go ahead and stick and stick with. On um, your hanging baskets, you know your color. Uh, this is a great time to go ahead and give them a good trim. Clean them up, get all their old wood out of there, feed them osmocote, feed them heavy. Uh, within about a week to 10 days, they will right, they'll be right back in full bloom, and they will be absolutely beautiful all the way into the end of October. Um, if you don't feed them, if you don't cut them back now, uh, chances are they're going to get woody, they're going to stretch, they're going to just have kind of flowers at the tips. Uh, so give them a really good cleanup, give them a good air cut and feed them and you're going to get a lot more out of them all the way into the end of october early november most of those plants are bred for cool so they love the cool temperatures they'll do really really well in september and october uh, and if we don't have a, a heavy freeze they will do well into uh, uh november's especially all the new varieties of uh, uh, calabricoas the mini petunias the petunias the geraniums uh, these are all varieties that do extremely well. All the verbenas, the verbenas will last well into November. So make sure you clean all that stuff up and um, give them a good air cut. Take about one third off uh, and you will find that uh, they're going to do so much better for you. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are we good doing? Good morning. Good, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Uh, I'm calling about cucumbers. Uh-huh. Uh, why is it that they look sort of like an orange color? Yeah, they, when they when they begin, they look like you know a greenish, but then they when they're growing, they turn orange color. Well, what that means is that uh, they should you should have picked them uh, way before. They're kind of uh, overripe. Uh, you should really pick them. Uh, once they, um, cucumbers only takes about like four or five days to go from a, uh, a two inch to like a eight, 10 inch. Uh, you want to pick them at that time. If they turn orange, they're, they're really overripe. You, 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 you let them, you let them stay on the vine too long. But, but they could only be like a couple of inches long and they're already orange. But then I would think then I would, if uh, if they're small and they they sound too orange, that means that they, they're lacking food. I would go ahead and just put some uh, either uh, plantone on there. Or you can put a little bit of osmocote on there. Uh, they will really uh, green them up and they will really give it the color. Is there a possibility that they got um, pollinated from some other kind of plant? Although I don't have squash no. or anything. No. No, generally oh. once they're started, you know, they, they you know, and most, uh, a lot of the cucumbers are self-pollinators, 
Um, Generally, I would, you know, uh, my guess would be that it's either the food is very, uh, it's running out of food where you're starting to have, uh, you know, lack of nutrients, uh, or if they get to be bigger and they, you know, they turn yellow, that uh, it's a sense of uh, that they've been on the buying too long. But (laughs) sounds like it's more like, uh, you know, food, you know, that needs more food. Oh, okay. Okay, thank All right. you. All right, have a great a day. day. Yep, mm-hmm. bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Hi, good morning, Angelo. Good morning, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Excellent. I've um, got a question about knockout roses. Um, over the past couple of years now, they they just don't bloom as much as they used to. I'm um, not sure what I'm doing wrong. I do use um, rose tone, cut them down every spring, but just not getting the blooms. <clears throat> um, you know, as they get older, what you need to do with uh, the roses you know, cut them down, uh, leave about five or six canes. That's about it. Don't leave that whole big clump on there. Uh, the more the clump you have on there, the more stress is on the plant. So pick up the five or six of the the, the best cane, about the size of uh, F inch, really no, no bigger than that. You really don't want them too big and you don't want them too small. Um, and then remove everything else uh, out of them and cut the, with a hand pruner all the way down to the ground level. Uh, that will give you the the best start, and then as the plants grow through the summer, I would uh, as they as the blooms run out, go ahead and cut the the stems that they're on. Take take down at least three nodes down from the top. Um, that will give you also much younger wood. Uh, once the wood gets to be too old on the plants, you're going to start to get less and less blooms. Gotcha. I'm I'm always afraid to cut them back, you know, too early in the spring. Is there a particular guideline? Uh, at, uh, at the end of March, the the best time to really cut them back as soon as you start to see those little beads show on the on the canes, where it will tell you the canes that they're alive and the canes that didn't make it through the winter. Uh, that's that's the first sign that you see there. But once you see that, uh, then I would go ahead. Like I said, just leave about five or six canes there and take everything else off. Uh, the plants will do so much better and they will produce so much better. So even if we do get a frost after that, it's still fine. It, 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 it'll, they'll just come on naturally. It's not going to hurt them one bit. And, and one last thing, um, you, I know you said a couple of weeks ago, you know, not to feed them too late. Yeah, um, you're done feeding them now. If you feed them now, you're going to do nothing but harm to them. Gotcha. Is there any other plants that don't need to be, you know, that we should not feed? You, them? You sh- you're really you're done feeding everything except evergreens. The only ones that you would feed again would be any, uh, you know, arborvitaes, spruces, pines, anything that holds their needle. The end of October, early November is really a great time to give them a feed at that time. And generally the best, you know, you feed them early spring. When it comes to the end of June, early July, you feed them again. And then you don't feed them again up until they they actually start to shut down. You, all you want to do, you want to get the food into the system, but you don't want that to activate. So when it comes the end of October, middle of November, when it starts to get cold, that the plants start to shut down, that is the time you feed them. That gives them enough time to absorb it, but not release it. I see. But like all your flowering shrubs, uh, any, you're done feeding. If you feed them now, chances are, uh, you know, if we get into a warm October, what happens at that time, the plants will actually start to regrow again. It'll bring the food into the system, and then it'll act like a water pipe. Because it's so juiced up, we get a freezer. It'll just split the bark. And a lot of times they wind up either with damage on the top or it will actually kill the plant. I see. Great. Thank you very much, Angelo. All right. You have a great day. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo.
Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, Hello. Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Good. Um, I received an orchid as a gift recently, and it's in about a five-inch pot, and the roots are growing out the bottom of the pot. And is it okay to repot it while it's still blooming? No, I would just leave that alone. They love to be root bound. Uh, you really want the roots to come out of the top, you uh -huh. know, um, and just let it go. Uh, you can keep it in that pot. It's in a five inch pot now. Yeah, it's about five yeah, inch. Yeah, I would just you can leave that uh, for a couple of years before you repot it. Oh. They actually bloom better under stress. They bloom better if when they're root bound. Uh, the only thing that I would do is every you know when it comes next spring, pull it out of the pot. When you pull it out of the pot, you're going to find that there is um, there'll be some dead tissues on the roots, and you can feel that with your fingers. If you put it on there, they kind of uh, peel away. So with your finger, you kind of go through them, clean it all up, you know, remove all of that. Um, if if uh, a root is dead, get a little hand pruner, just prune that out, clean it, um, put it right back in there, and uh, it will start up, uh, you know, all new, you know, the fresh roots on there. Uh, but it loves to be root-bound, and up on top, it really makes them beautiful when those roots start to come out of the top and start to kind of go down the side of the pot. Uh, uh -huh. That's really what you're looking for. So, so the... Um, don't do a thing to them. Feed them with um, orchid food about a couple of times a year, uh, spring and fall, and that's about it. And, okay, and, and, I, and when you go to water them, pick a day. You want to water them once a week. Easiest thing to do, put it in your, uh, put at night, put the plant in the sink, turn the water on, let it run through, and then just let it sit there overnight so make sure that it drains, all, you know, all the access drains out. Put it back where it belongs, and or not, you know, wait till next. Just do that once a week, and uh, you can keep them for years. Uh, it takes them about six months to rebloom. Um, mm -hmm. So, and when they, when it's done blooming, you can do two things. You can actually leave the stalk there, the old stalk, and it, it, they will actually re-break off of the old stalk and create new blooms on there. Or you can go from the bottom up, go to the third node, make the cut about a quarter inch above the third node. And they will also re-break from there and rebloom. Okay. Now, the roots that are coming out the bottom, can I cut those off? Yeah, just take those off, absolutely. Okay. Okay, that's yep. what I wanted to know. Yep. Enjoy them. Is it a uh, beautiful plant? Yes, thank you. All right. Have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good, good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I, I'm, we're doing great. How about you? Doing great. Thank you. Angelo, I have a question. I have a, an area that I would like to put six firelight hydrangeas mm. as a screening area up against a um, chain link fence. Okay. Uh, do you think that would be a good idea, that they will work for me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, how high do you want them to be? Well, at least four, four to five feet. Yeah, firelight will work really well. Um, you can use, uh, you know, you can also use limelight. Uh, you can use phantom. Any of those will work extremely well. They'll be five to six foot, very heavy. One thing that I would do with um, when you do that, so when it comes in, uh, so you, it comes in the spring, they come up generally by the middle of June. Um, they're up. The, the new growth is about two to three feet uh, there. I would take it at that time and cut them back halfway. 
Cut uh, them halfway. Cut them halfway down, and then just let them re re uh, re break from there. Uh, they're gonna be little, they're gonna be a little bit shorter, but they're gonna be so full, and you're gonna have three to four times more blooms than you would have, and they will be a little bit smaller. They won't be quite as heavy. When you get these rains, they kind of make them flop over. Oh yeah, this, I forgot about that. Yeah, these will be just they'll, they'll just be firm, you know, solid. It'll be just one wall of color. Okay, so. Uh, Putting them in it would be a, a fine area to block. How would I prepare the soil? Uh, just a, it is a grassy area now. I, I was going to strip off the grass. Yeah, take the grass off. Uh, get some uh, planting mix, sweet pea. Work it that into the soil. Go uh -huh. down, go down about uh, six or seven inches. Uh, if you want to build that soil up, maybe about two or three inches above the grass level that you have now. And uh, just plant them in there. They're extremely hardy. They'll do extremely well. Uh, just, uh, you know, you're going to have a, just a beautiful spot there for yourself to, to really enjoy all summer long. Okay, yeah. I was going to put the um, green uh, giant in, but I thought I'd like to have flowers there. Well, if you, that, that, you, those are, that's, the right, uh, that, that's the right choice. Okay, okay, fine. All right. Thank all you, right. Angela. Have a, you great, have a great day. Have a great enjoy day. Yeah, bye-bye. Good morning, Howard Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How, How are we doing? you? Excellent, thank you. How about you? I'm doing well, and I just want to thank you for all the help you give everybody. It's really wonderful. Well, that's my honor. <laughs> um, Angelo, I have a couple questions about moving things. I have a sand cherry, or the purple plum, uh -huh. and I wanted to move it, and I... Uh, to a different spot, and I just wondered, is this the time, or do I need to wait till spring? If you can, I would wait till spring. Okay. Okay. And what you do in the spring, wait till about the last week of April, first two weeks of April. Okay. okay. I'm sorry, last week of March, first two weeks of April. In that period, cut it down to like about eight inches. Oh, okay. Okay, you're going to lose some of the flowers, that's okay. But what's going to happen, it's going to re-break right out of the bottom, and you're going to have a beautiful plant as it comes back up. That would be a, 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 a great time to move it. If you have to, you can move it after the middle of September. You can go okay. ahead and do it then. Uh, uh, the same thing, just uh, you know, prepare the area where you're going to move it to. Uh, it will move just as well. Uh, so either one of those two times will do well. Okay, is it better to do it in the spring, though? Is that the more it's, 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 it's better to do it in the spring, yes. Okay, that's, that's probably what we'll do. And then I have uh, some ornamental grasses. I don't know what variety they are, but they're taller. They're about four foot tall, and they're more slender. And I wanted to split, split them and move them. When is the best time to do that? The best time to do that would be about mid-April. You really oh, want to well. wait. You really want to wait until they grow about two inches. So when they come out of the ground and they're growing and they get to be about two inches tall, that okay. is the best time to do it. Move up to move, dig the whole clump up, split it into whatever sizes you need it, and just okay. go ahead and replant them. Uh, all you got to worry about is just making sure for about a week to ten days that you keep the moisture there so they they don't dry up, and then after that they pretty much take care of it uh, themselves. Okay, and should we cut them down? Yeah, you, you, well, you're going to have to cut them down as close to the ground as you possibly can uh, when it comes at that time. Oh, do that in the 
the spring, not in the fall? You can. I, w- I will leave them up in the winter, and then once they get to be uh, to where they're a little bit unsightly, they get all broken up, and then then I would go ahead and cut them. That grasses can get, can be can be quite attractive in the winter time uh, by you know just leaving them there, uh, and then once they get to start to break up, then I would go ahead and cut them down. Okay, because my husband usually cuts them in the. In the fall, yeah, I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. I'm just saying that some of them, the in the winter time, they look really nice to keep them there. Some of them are not. Some of them do. What you have is muscantus. Those are they really they really hold up well in the winter. So, um, and and the plumes that they're on there, it also becomes a really good source of food for the birds. The seeds are there, Uh, so that's what I would um, that's what I would do. Them down really low uh, to the ground in the uh, spring, and then yeah. dig them up and, and move them. And move them, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so uh, much, Angela. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. You're listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number: area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six five seven eight one 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 one. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, our Angelo. Hello? Good morning. Yes. Um, I uh, wanted to ask you a question about uh, crickets. Um, it, uh, we're having a really uh, serious problem with uh, these huge, large uh, black crickets, and they come out. They're they're around the garden late at night. Um, they have a really loud chirp, and I caught one, and it has an extremely large, extremely large mandible. Mm-hmm. They're about um, about half an inch large. You know the the cricket. Yep. And um, they have a distended uh, thorax. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, abdomen, yep. and a large thorax. And they're um, like I say, dark mm-hmm. black. And um, I took one to the Natural History Museum, and they identified them as moon crickets, but they've not told me how to get rid of them, and I wanted to know how uh, I can get rid of well, them. Well, uh, you really can't. I mean, they're, um, um, that's one of the natural phenomena that we have. You know, they will, um, at certain times of the year, uh, they just uh, you know, come around. Uh, some areas, especially in the the more rural or wooded areas, mm-hmm. uh, you will see a lot more of them. But uh, there's really not not a thing out there that uh, you could say use this and you know and they're gone. That, yeah, uh, there, there's no such thing. They told me that they, that they thought that it was pretty unusual. They think that maybe they're like a introduced species that um, that they've seen them in the southern areas of the United States, and they were surprised that these moon crickets had come up here. So is that possible? Uh, yeah, that's possible. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, things, um, you know, things move around. You know, plants are shipped from uh, uh, different, um, you know, different parts of the country. Uh, a lot of stuff is moved around. Uh, you know, f- you know, whether it be bricks, freight, you know, all kinds of uh, things. Um, you know, all they have to do is just be on uh, on one of the uh, mm-hmm. the the loads or one of the the product. Uh, coming from those areas and then uh, you know then they're here uh some of them can you know so at whether they'll handle the weather or not is to, is another uh thing but um it's not unusual to see that uh-huh 
And um, one more thing is um, the, one of the previous uh, callers had mentioned about their cucumbers were green and then turned orange. Yep. Um, I uh, had uh, a type of um, interesting variety of heirloom cucumber called the Chinese cucumber, and they do that. Yeah, it, it, uh, it, you know, it could be varietal, but I think what uh, if I was betting on that uh, without seeing the you know the the, the fruit or the plant, um, it, to me it would be a more like lack of uh, nutrients than uh, than anything else. Okay, thank you very much. All right. have a great day. have a great day. Yeah, okay. bye bye. Bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Good morning, Angela. How are we doing? Okay, I hope you're doing well. Doing well, thank you. Um, okay, at your store, you have a juniper, Wichita blue, taller type of shrub. Yep. I have a variety just like that, maybe not the same name, but it's 11 years old. It's about five to six foot tall. We trim it once a year. It's in full sun. It does get wind. Now, the majority of the tree is nice, but there are brown needles in patches, like maybe a 10-inch by 7-inch patch. We cut it out, but then it leaves a hole. Why does this happen? It's it's a fungus uh, that junipers do get, and it's really uh, weather-driven. Okay. Um, they um, this year it's been extremely humid and extremely wet. We have had a way way above right. uh, normal temperatures. I mean, no, no, normal rainfall. Uh, that's what it, I would I would go ahead and destroy that. Because <coughs> what will happen that that fungus will also transfer to other junipers. Okay. So I would um, I would uh, just uh, get rid of it. You're not going to get. It. Um, you can go ahead and cut it out. Yes. Uh, and then what happens is, it'll, uh, you know, it won't fill itself, but it'll, you know, it'll look good for a while. But then every year you're going to get that, and every year it's going to get worse. So it's once it gets it, it never goes away. Okay. So I will just go ahead and get rid of it. Okay. So just pretty much replace the yeah, shrub. Just, yeah. Uh, now there's the 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 green variety um, of the uh, of the of the upright junipers. They don't get that. But the um, the blue ones, okay. uh, the blue ones are the ones that are very very successful to that. Uh, Skyrocket uh, is a, is a excellent replacement okay. of that. That, that that will not get that. Okay, skyrocket, and that Sky, grows like five or it, six foot tall. Yeah, and, and you know it's got the same color. Okay, uh, a little bit. It's got a little bit of a lighter green, a little bit of a lighter blue. Okay. Um, but it, it's the same characteristic, very narrow. It doesn't get to be, uh, you know, super wide. Okay. Uh, but that does not get it. Uh, that, w- that would be the variety that I would get. Okay. And it can, can it take wind? Because yes, it's, yes, okay, yes. Great. They're extremely hardy. They do, they do extremely well in our area. Okay. But the, uh, the, the blue one, the, you know, the, the, those are the ones that really, uh, it doesn't happen that often. Okay. Uh, the the last time that we had that in our nursery, uh, we had them out in the field, was about 12 years ago. Okay. And it ne- it's never happened since, but it, you get into a year like this where you get certain areas get excessive amount, uh, they, they they are successful to it. So spraying it with anything won't it, work? No. You know, okay. You're just wasting your time and your money. And, uh, All right. Thank you so much for your advice. I really appreciate your right. show. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Maria Arangelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yes, we're having a problem with chipmunks and moles in the grass, making tunnels all over, and it's getting worse each day. Well, what can we do? Uh, I would go ahead and use the uh, the, 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 on the chipmunks repelzol. 
just go ahead and put repelzol all the way around the area uh, where it's being affected. It lasts about three to four weeks. Uh, that that would be uh, that would be the best thing to use for that. Insect spray several times. And, uh, no, that that uh, won't that won't do the job. Repels all works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in a canister. You kind of sprinkle it down as if you were um, up, like salting a hamburger. So you mm-hmm. want to see it on the on the ground um, mm-hmm. and just put it all in the area. It lasts about three to four weeks, and at, at this time of the year, they're extremely extremely active. Uh, so I would go ahead and do that. Yes, we've never had this problem. Yeah, well, the, the, you know, chipmunks have really been, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, multiplying at an incredible rate. Uh, pretty much, uh, it's it's becoming a real nuisance. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. All we'll right, try well, that again. All it's right, just, have a great day. Yeah, mm, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Fine. Honey, I have a construction project going on around my house, and I need to move some forsythia. Uh, is it okay to move them now? Yeah, what I would do is um, cut the forsythia down to about uh, 12, uh, 15 inches. Okay. Um, dig it up. Uh, you know, have are you going to replant it, or just you're going to hold it until they're done with the with the. Uh, I think I'm going to replant it, but they're about six feet tall now. Yeah, that's okay. Just you know, cut it down to like about uh, 12, 14 inches, so okay. you take all the stress off the plant, and okay. uh, prepare the area where you're going to uh, plant it at, and just dig it up and move it there. Uh, keep it moist for about 10, 12 days, okay. um, and then it should be okay uh, from then on. Would not not a problem at all. Okay. How about Rose of Sharon? Same thing. You can do the same. Yeah, just go ahead and cut that down to like about uh, you know ten, twelve inches, and uh, just go ahead and um, you know prepare the hole and move them, and they move very they, they move very easily. Okay, thank you very much. All right, well you have a great day. Good. Yep, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hi, Angelo. Yes, good morning. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have several questions for you. Um, one, I have a. Um, um, little bloomerang lilac that uh-huh. I purchased yep. and planted back, uh, I think it was early June. And I really didn't expect, because it was new, I didn't expect it to bloom, but it's got one little bloom on it. Yep. Uh, and it's so fragrant. Um, so what is that, would this be about the last, I know you said they, in the past you said they bloom several times. Yeah, well, um, it blooms now, so when it's done blooming, mm-hmm. cut it back. How far? Uh, uh, take, it like, take about like uh, 25% off. Okay, the okay. whole plant. Of the, the plant, whole plant right. or just that one? No, the plant, that, the, the, the lilac. Just okay, the whole one, not just yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. think about 25% off. Um, okay. And uh, it, depending on how the fall goes, uh, mm-hmm. we have had them in the field in full bloom uh, the whole month of November. Oh, really? Yeah. That late? Okay. Yeah. I, actually, I, I, okay. Had a, I had a picture with Mark Johnson in the field. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was like November 3rd. Oh, wow. and the, the whole field okay. was in full bloom, so yeah, oh, they, cool. they will. Yeah, the the weather plays a little bit of part into it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, if we um, if we don't have a, a f- heavy frost in October, mm-hmm. uh, generally they will rebloom. If okay. the, the way the bloom rank works, so mm-hmm. you uh, you they bloom in the spring. Mm-hmm. As soon as they're done blooming, you trim them. Okay, the twenty five percent. Yeah, that or even in the spring, you could even go more than that. Okay. Okay. So that sets the the new set of blooms, which would bloom in August. 
Then, okay. Then, as soon as it's done blooming, you cut it back again. That sets mm-hmm. another set of bloom for late October. Okay. That's and just, that, do that, I... that's, just, that's how they work. Okay. Do I feed it each time I cut it back? No, or? You, you feed it early and you feed it in uh, July. You don't feed it at this time. You feed it at this time of the year. You wind up killing it. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like you were saying earlier yeah. about that yeah. and the other yeah. thing, yeah. which answered my question about do I do I feed my deciduous azalea? No. 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 <laughs> you don't, the only thing that you feed, you're done feeding everything now except mm-hmm. for evergreens, and mm-hmm. those you don't feed until the end of October, early November. Okay. At that time, you feed them heavy. And what they do, they basically absorb the nutrients, but right. they don't they don't release because it's not warm enough to release. But mm-hmm. they, the nutrients are in the plant. In the spring, as the soil starts to warm up, as the temperature starts to go up, mm-hmm. they're ready to go. And the difference that that makes on how the plants react in the spring and the health of the plant is like off the chart. Sure, sure. Now, triple phosphate uh, to help boost blooming. Yep. Would that work on azaleas? Absolutely. Yeah, it works on anything, works on anything that blooms. If they, if they got time, blooms, it What work. time of year is best to, when should I fall it, it Fall is the best time. Fall? Okay. Yep. To boost the blooms. So that yep. is the same thing for my wine and roses. Yep. You can do that in like, you know, you know, October, you know, anytime at that time, just go ahead and do it then. Okay. The same thing, that will take it in. You want that into the plant for spring for it to go. Sure. Sure. Okay. Now, I need to move a clematis. Is it best to do that in the fall or spring? There's two ways to do it. You know, I'll tell you how I prefer to do it. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the, uh, the clematis to be left alone, and then in the spring wait until the buds start to show. Okay. So there's um, generally between the last week of April, uh, March and the first two weeks of April, depending on how the weather goes, when you see those little beads that are like about just the size of a rice Mm-hmm. Like a, when you see that, then with a hand pruner, you just go in there and remove all the ones that they don't have that little bud on there. Remove okay. those, you shape them. What that does, it just gives you a lot of, a, like three, four times the amount of bloom. Mm-hmm. The easy okay. way, the easy way to do it, you can just cut it down to the ground. They come back up, they will bloom. You're just not going to have as many blooms. That that's really the only difference between the two. Okay, and then and then I can move it then. You can move it with no problem. Okay, and it's best to do that in the spring. Yes, in the spring. Okay, I'll be happier. Okay, um, another question. I'm looking for a, a hydrangea that would be kind of more compact but upright. <laughs> Got any uh, suggestions? Yeah, the uh, the paniculata or the mop heads. Paniculata or mop head. Okay. Which okay. one? Which which one? Which which family? Those are two different families. Oh, I have. I, I don't know. I'm asking you. Okay, well. <laughs> I just the, want something that's going to be upright and okay, it, the, it'll, it'll okay. stand up so more I'll, than There's one called Bobo. Bobo? Okay. There's one called Leva Lamp. Leva Lamp. And there's one called Lilla Lime. Okay, Lilla Lime. Those, are, those three are the most dwarf of all the paniculatas. Okay. Okay. And, and what you're looking for is the paniculata variety in these three names. Okay. Okay? Okay. And they're phenomenal plants. They bloom like crazy, uh, easy to grow. Uh, there's no diseases. There's no insects. There's no problems with any of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I, have a, I have a dappled willow, 
that I would like to, um, it's gotten about six feet, I mean, there's a lot of the branches are like about six feet tall, which is kind of what I want, mm. but I want it to be fuller in the middle. Um, if I were to take, I'm thinking of taking this, shading it down, um, maybe about half even, is that going to force it to, I'm, I'm thinking I, I I'm would, wanting would, more shoots from the center. I, I, would, I would wait till spring. And okay. I, would, I would cut it down to the ground, and just okay. let it let it rebreak right out of the ground. That's how you're going to get it full. Now, if you want it even fuller than that, after it comes out of the ground and it gets to be about uh, three three and a half feet, take that new growth, cut that back halfway again, and then you're going to mm, find okay. that it'll be extremely, and then it'll stay full from then on. Okay, I'm already cut it. I'm going to do that. Okay, and then one last thing, I was listening to some. Um, some podcasts from early in the spring, and you were talking about um, cutting like boxwoods and yews back. If they were getting too big, you could cut them back hard. Um, are you talking about taking it to where you don't even see any green? Uh, yeah, you can cut them back. You can cut them back uh, in the spring. You can do that. Uh, okay. Boxwood generally comes back the same year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taxes, uh, it might take a couple of years before it, it totally refills. Okay. But uh, you okay. can definitely cut them back hard. You can, you know, you're gonna you're gonna wind up with a bunch of um, sticks on the. Mm-hmm. On the I know. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it doesn't affect the plant. It will regrow and it fell. It just takes an extra year. That's all. Okay. Would that same thing apply to a hemlock? Uh, yes. Yes, it would. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, okay. thank you so much. All I right. appreciate it. You've, yep. you've given me so much information. I yep. so much appreciate it. Yep. Thank have you so much. A, have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye. Morgiara Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? Great. Thank you. Um, about a month ago, I bought two hydrangeas in the Let's Dance series. Uh-huh. Um, the one Blue Jangles and one Rhythmic Blue. Blue. Yep. Okay. So the first one, the Blue Jangles is blooming real nice. It's got new buds on it. The other one, it doesn't have any new buds. It will. Oh, it will. It will. Okay. It, I mean, yeah. it's growing. And those it's are those are the two absolute best varieties you could possibly have. Okay. And they will do. Um, I mean, this year they just got plant. Uh, they're not going to be. You know, they're going to be quite as. Um, um, wow as they will next year uh next year you just once they start you're gonna have a ball of color there non-stop now one thing that i would do to those ones one feed them heavy early spring mm-hmm. feed them heavy at the end of june middle of july again okay and then as the flowers are done as the flower starts to fade out look at the look the flowers on top go down below the flower there's two nodes Right at the second node, make the cut. Okay. And so what they do, you, you're going to get new flowers. They're going to come out of the ground. And then you get new flowers. They're going to come off where you made that cut. Okay. When you do that, you will hardly see any leaves. All you're going to see is this big ball of color all the time. Okay. And you feed it with? Holly tone and iron tone. Oh, okay. Those two get holly yep. tone. Yes. Okay. Um, I have other hydrangeas that are quite old, and um, they're the ones that just blow, bloom on um, 
I, is it uh, old wood? Old wood, yeah. Yeah. Um, I get impatient, and when the stalks are still there and maybe some of them don't have the little green leaves coming out, I cut them. Am I cutting off the blooms? Um, so on the, on the varieties that bloom um, just on, uh, on a new wood, they bloom on the old wood, not the new wood. So those varieties over there, you really can only keep the two-year wood, the, the last year's wood and the year before wood. Okay. The three-year wood needs to be cut off at ground level and okay. removed. So when you go in there, when, you, when it comes in the spring, you can look inside the clump. So you'll see a, a, a light green, a real dark green, and then you see a dark green with a silvery coating on the, on the wood at the bottom. Okay. What anything that's got that silvery coating, you cut it at ground level. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that you know that's what gives you the you know th- that keeps the the plant fresh and it, it th- those are the two woods that they're going to bloom the one year and the two year bloom, the third year won't bloom. So you need okay. to, so that's how you keep that. But I said today, um, if you have some that they are not reliable bloomers year in and year out, with these new varieties that they are. Um, so reliable and so they bloom for you know pretty much all summer uh, in most cases i would rather just get rid of them and just put replace them with the ones that you're going to get the, the pleasure to have that color there all the time okay um but when you cut that silvery wood off do you still have you wait until you see like little green leaves coming out no or it no. doesn't matter no you do that oh. first thing in the spring oh okay 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 all right Thanks. okay one more question sure. Um, is it bad to mow your lawn in the same direction all the time? No, it doesn't matter. No. Oh, it does okay. not matter. Okay. All okay. right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Yara Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Hi, good morning. I have a re-blooming lilac that's about eight years old, and all of us, I have two of them right next to each other, and the one is all brown leaves. Is that the fungus you were talking about earlier? brown leaves yes, all brown leaves they all turn brown but the the plant is okay just the leaves fell i got they got brown yes okay all brown yeah. like totally yeah. like looking yep. dead brown. Yep. uh yeah that that's what they got that is a fungus that okay. gets on them um i wouldn't i wouldn't remove that though oh. I, would, I would just go ahead um i would just go ahead and spray that spray it with a fungicide okay uh and just let it go what's going to happen is the leaves are going to drop off uh-huh um, I would go ahead and cut it back, you know, cut it back like maybe about halfway. Okay. And then, uh, you know, just let it go, and then it should be okay next spring. What happens on lilacs, especially on, on, those, on the bloomerang types, mm-hmm. um, if the weather condition is just right between the coolness, the moisture, and then how the heat comes back up, mm-hmm. we, you get it this time of the year where we're having 90 degree, yes. then you get wet, and then you get 70 and then you get 55, 50 at night. Mm-hmm. Those swinging temperatures with enough moisture there can create all kinds of different scenarios with these plants. I know, we've, I've never seen this before and it's eight years old. Yeah, it, that's, you know, these things don't happen every year, but every, generally about every 10 years, you're gonna see something that you've never seen before. Okay, so you say spray it with the fungicide. How long to, uh, do I wait before I cut it back halfway? Right after it's done. Oh, right after I spray yeah. it? Yep. Okay. And my last question is, I have a, an outside cactus, 
And it's seven. It's been in the ground seven years, and it has it grows kind of low to the ground, but the le- you know the actual succulent part is about maybe the size of your palm. Yep. And then it gets yellow flowers. Yep. Is, when's a good time to move that, or should I leave it where it is? Uh, I mean, they, they move very easily. Oh, they, good. they also start very easily. Yes, this one uh, really did start yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah, very. So, yeah, you can move them, uh, you know, pretty much any time that you want to. Oh, good. Uh, I wouldn't move them while they're in bloom. You're going to lose the flowers if you move them at that time. But you can move them after or before. Um, if if it was me, the best time to do it, unless I had to move it now, I would mm-hmm. wait until spring. Oh, spring, okay. And I would just go ahead and do it at that time. You you know you can move it uh, if you want to start a new one. Just cut up, cut the leaf where the where they meet, where the two leaves meet. Yes. And um, stick it in the ground about two and a half inches deep. Okay. Keep it moist, and I'll just start it over again. Oh, good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Well, you do the same. Have a, have a great weekend. Thank yeah. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo, we have about one minute or less. Go ahead. Good, hello. Good morning. Good morning. Quick question. Um, mop heads, hydrangeas, when they get a light tan, can you cut all those off or best to leave them on for a while? Uh, are we talking about the mop heads or the hydrangeas? Uh, the mop heads. The mop, yes. Uh, you, yeah, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can, you, oh. you can cut that off, yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Beautiful weekend, beautiful day. It's uh, just been a really a nice week at, uh, at this time of the year. I think September and October uh, in Northeast Ohio are some of the, the best months that uh, that we have. Beautiful weather. Uh, Mother Nature starts uh, to really put on uh, the show of uh, fall. Uh, just uh, really beautiful to be out and about. Enjoy the day. Be safe, and I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.